all right. So there's a small percentage of COVID that causes psychotic breaks. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh. if it since it's affecting taste and smell, it's got to have some sort of neurological. Component. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. It's a neurological should, thing. Shouldn't we be researching that more? I'm sure. Oh no, it is. is the zombie plague. <laughs> <laughs> Raid zombies. Well, it could turn out to be. Everything tastes like brains. Oh, what if that's it? What if brain is the only thing that has taste? I think that is the name. That's of the, the name episode. of the episode. <laughs> that's the name of the episode. Everything tastes like brains. Welcome, sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Oh, and welcome to another episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm John. I'm Charles. I'm Seth. I'm Jenna. I'm Chris. And we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about today. We thought we would start off, uh, you know, being that this is the first of the year. Uh, well, not the first, but the start of the new year. Uh, talking about uh, Boston Dynamics, which released a uh, robot dancing video uh, on New Year's Eve. And um, we were kind of talking about that a bit before the show started. And you can kind of see the, the dancing dog there and the two anthropomorphic robots. And um, we thought it might be kind of interesting to talk about if you were to buy one of those robotic dogs for your house, uh, maybe as a defensive thing or just as a, a, a companion animal, uh, how would you equip it? What would you want to put on that robot? uh to make it uh useful well first and off what why would you buy one of those like why would you why wouldn't you well because i mean you don't have to pay dobermans to you know watch your rich gated lawn you don't have to clean up poo you don't have to feed it except maybe you, just, you plug it in maybe that's the equivalent of feeding i don't know well, well what i'm getting at is what is the actual per well like what is the actual purpose because uh, did they make them just to be high-tech pets well or... they made them for all kinds of things like you could right. use it to go into areas that would be uh hostile to humans uh for example yeah. maybe you right. it's it not made for it. any particular purpose it's a general right. robot general purpose I mean, robot come on seth ultimately we all know this the first use is good for this is probably going to be warfare oh of course yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I was reading an article this week that uh, they'd made uh, transparent aluminum, and the very first application they said that they for it was body armor, and I'm like, <laughs> well, <laughs> screw you guys. Nope. Well, I mean, it makes sense. It, it. I mean, what else? Actually, what else would it be good for? Well, well I don't know about the transparent aluminum. Uh, but I, I figured the robots would be sex robots. Would you wear transparent clothing? Not made of aluminum. <laughs> it sounds a little thick. I mean, um, trans 
Why would you need why would you need transparent armor? To see. It, 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 it's it, it just supposed to be out. Well, I'm you guessing put glass, you put transparent aluminum windows up and then you can look out and you can get shot at and stuff. And <laughs> well, I was answering more of Seth's question about using these things. I mean, you could put a camera on some of these robots and just send them to sweep the Amazon for any new ruins or minerals or herbs or to see what uncontacted people are. And, now and scare the spot. shit out of them. This is their new here, <laughs> <laughs> hey, your robot dog comes back with all of these arrowheads sticking out of it. <laughs> okay, so it's at the spot is what the dog one is, and it is automate sensing and inspection, capture limitless data, and explore without boundaries. What's one of those going to set you back, Seth? Uh, I don't know. It says contact sales. You can't exactly order one on Amazon. What did you say, Chris? 75,000. You can buy Chris, it today. Chris, you can do that. I mean, just because I can doesn't mean I should. <laughs> but you're thinking about it. You're thinking about it. Well, what would you what would you equip it with? For me, I guess my use would probably be nighttime monitoring of my house or the neighborhood, walk up and down the streets. Well, so that like kind of money, cameras, you'd want to do cameras. everything. It's like I'd want it to have its own Wi-Fi hotspot. I'd I'd oh, want it yeah. to do everything. I want it to make dinner. I you want it to do, do everything. All to do everything, you're going to need to pay more. It's $75,000 for the bot. Exactly. Um, so why so not that, spring for the rest? This, you know, Get the suite. Get the full package. Get the, yeah. Yeah, that's you, just the four legs and the torso. You don't get the head with that. Yeah, you don't even get the head with it. Uh, I want to be able to These will it. replace companion animals for people that have special needs. And nursing homes, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could actually hook up biometric sensors to it, so it could actually really, it, rather than that, oh, the dog has a special sense where it guesses that, you know, you don't feel, you could actually literally, the dog could have sense, have, have biometric sensors and uh, internet to alert medical authorities. Yeah, but the dog also uh, provides, well, one, companionship, and two, right. Does a robot only dog, maybe does, thousands does, of dollars to train as opposed to hundreds yeah. of oh, thousands you mean, of dollars? Oh, you mean a living dog? Yeah, he's saying a living dog has more living purpose dog. than just you, like safety. You have to, no, you have to differentiate, that, Seth. You have to say, done. you just said a dog. So yeah. We yeah. Have two dog. There's two different dogs we're talking about here. Robot dogs and not <laughs> robot dogs. This is the world we're walking into where you have to specify, is this a real dog or a robot dog? Well, at least in this conversation. studies with robots and actually nursing home residents get the same gratification out of a robot, even if they know it's a robot, like emotional, their blood pressure came down, everything really? as a real animal. Huh. Huh. So, so we just programmed the robot dogs to like wag their tails and- See, look at that. It can open up a door, help people with wheelchairs or whatever, or mobility no, like impaired individuals to get in and out of a room. Why does it have to be a dog? Like I've told Seth and Chris, because I'm still trying to con them into a retirement. Oh, that's how they. Oh no, they're yeah, cooperating. Yeah, that's how they yeah. attack. That's how what they get we out. What we need is like a humanoid caregiver 
that will ultimately like look more human and cute. So you don't have to pay somebody to live in your home. You will have someone who will constantly be so there. So a sex doll. To, to yeah, read well, I, I was wondering how quickly a rule 42. Now Jenna's talking yeah. about Baymax from Big Hero 6. Well, yeah, but it's like, it's so, so that we can finally once and for all dump our parents in a home and never have to go back. No, I'm talking about I can be in my home I yeah. can be in my home with my friends and only my friends, and I can trust this thing to sit here and monitor my data and take care of me and lift me up, and I don't Put have to worry about a human who will steal from me, who will abuse me, who will rape me, because rape, there's a high instance of rape from staff in nursing homes, <laughs> all of these things. That's an interesting huh. question. What kind of, could, could you keep it from being corrupted by hackers? Not ultimately. Once you once you put that thing online, it's inevitable. It's not whether or not it's it's possible. It's what do you do to safeguard yourself and, and right. what are the limits that a hacker could do with it? Would you, you like constantly keep it off the Wi-Fi until uh, until like it has an emergency situation and then it knows to automatically connect to the Wi-Fi and shoot to emergency services? It's hard to say. It it relying on it having to make a decision on whether you want it to connect or not is is hard uh we are moving towards an always on always connected world so i i don't know there we have not put in a focus on that and it depends to what level of ai that these are ultimately going to have the capability of having so what are you sharing there with us that's Seth? a picture of baymax that, yeah uh, that's what oh. jenna wants jenna wants baymax no, I want a cute little cat girl that's like five times my uh, my. Oh no! So Chris life. was right. You want a sex bot? No, I want a cute little cat girl. Who <laughs> so like first, first of all, Baymax is from a movie called uh, Big Hero Six uh, that came out well, almost a decade ago now. Yeah, well, yeah, so, yeah. But well, man, Tom flies. He originally he was made to be that healthcare a healthcare provider. Yeah, big, huggable, non-threatening. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> hmm. well john mentioned something about wanting to put lasers on his oh yeah I'd, I'd, I'd want to terminate her up my my uh my robot dog but then what's your liability if that thing lasers somebody to death puts uh, a laser beam through their skull and all they were doing is retrieving <laughs> a ball from your yard oh no 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 it wouldn't do that if it came in the house without my permission oh maybe maybe even with my permission because accidents happen but it's like, <laughs> I mean, with your permission, someone has to sign a waiver before entering your office. Well, you do. You do want to have a program. Crossing the threshold indicates consent. We do <laughs> want to have it. Into my house. You do want to have a program to get rid of the body for you, guys. We lost Jenna. We did. Yeah. No, I'm here. Oh, well, we we are now. We also acquired someone else. So that's uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to hook a laser is up that to a that? Cat, Seth, or is that a robot? Uh, this is a real cat. No robot would allow itself to become this fat. <laughs> so do you think it would be uh, sufficiently uh, deterrent enough if you had your robot dog emit a sound that made it sound like the Tyrannosaur from Jurassic Park? Ooh. I, actually, I don't want a robot dog. I want a robot mini Velociraptor. To... <laughs> That's what those, to those two dogs to going ride and to keep as a pet. Those two dogs that we saw going through the door reminded me of that scene in Jurassic Park where the Velociraptors are coming in and using their heads to open up the door and go into the kitchen and chase those two kids. Yep. yep That's what I know, right? Yeah. So exactly. I, 
Yeah, I too want one of these for uh, home defense. I just want to have that arm with the with the mouth on it, and then it, <laughs> whenever somebody like comes in unannounced or without my permission, it just like finds them in the dark, opens that mouth, and just makes this hiss. <laughs> so you want to? You don't want to have the, the robot sound. You don't want to be like make a demon sound. Get out of my house or anything like that. <laughs> Because I'd, I'd want to scare him, like maybe just have a little oh, yeah, girl's we're, we're voice. A task, with... a task. I would scare the hell out of me. I'd be, oh man! If I, if I, <laughs> yeah, if I walked in, I'm robbing a house. A task, I'm coming for you. <laughs> yeah, we're we're starting off with uh, with pants emptying fear, pants filling fear. <laughs> I like that. And then we'll proceed to its more. Uh, that is a good way to more violent. I, I like that quantification. It's like. Not just, not just. It's like I pooped myself. I filled my pants. That's the level of fear that that I would want my my dog to inspire. Well, I mean, my dog. Ideally, you don't want to hurt anyone. But uh, okay, so I said that, and <laughs> and the camera zooms in on Jenna, in on her face as she's going. That was right there. <laughs> that was wow. wonderful. That was awesome. <laughs> Well, I was going to say deterrence is, or, or uh, scaring someone is actually away. probably a valuable can. lesson. I would consider scaring that actually scary. you should pay tuition for this level of fear because it teaches you a valuable lesson about, <laughs> hey, maybe I've made some bad decisions in my life if there's a robot dog that's talking to me in demon voices. Although well, I think that the history of mankind shows that we eventually um, get used to the fear and it no longer affects us to the same level. And so, you know, after you've had a chance to think about the fact that this thing roared like a Tyrannosaur or talked like a demon or a child, you're going to think, yeah, I got to go back and show my friends this. This is kind of crazy. And then pretty soon you're no longer afraid of it. And then what do you do? And, and what is that is when your robot deploys the, the, uh, yeah. the darts tipped with curare and yeah. it wakes up tied up by this robot. Yeah, these aren't your Isaac Asimov robots. There's no laws of robotics. These robots can kill if you if you set them up to. Because it's like, remember, they've already come with robots that can eat uh, to power themselves from organic matter. What? Mm. Yeah, they've I, created robots that can power themselves from organic matter. So they can be autonomous. They can clean up the body. So well, I mean, but <laughs> if they can if they can power themselves, then they can just roam the land, can't they? I mean, and like. Well, Weird. See, now, now that you've introduced that, I mean, maybe I don't want them to scare the people away. Maybe I want people to try and rob my house now, and then I use the bodies to power my Tesla home battery. There you go. Do they do they do they have to poop after that? I mean, it's like the robots. In, ingestion usually, you know, requires evacuation at some point. Um, yeah. Whatever organic i mean we're, we're organic uh creatures are very wasteful the robot the robot might be able to just breaks keep 100 percent conversion to energy yeah. yeah well then why don't we run the planet with robot dogs because that would be the most ecological way to do it well i mean we're still working on this i mean we don't know if kill, killer robots eating bodies is even feasible on a large scale yet how do you test that Without being absolutely oh. awful. I mean, you test so, it on a small scale, get, a few bodies. The, um, 
so the the robots and inventors are saying, oh no no, it's they're going to be vegetarian. They're going to be able to go off of. We wanted to show that they'd be green energy and they can go off of renewable like plant matter and stuff. I need to send this to carbon like, is carbon. It kind of reminds me of the uh, the most recent uh, Voyager episode, the uh, penultimate episode of this season. Um, uh, have, have you seen it, John? Voyager. That's two thousand. I'm sorry, uh, Discovery. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. So uh, in this episode, uh, the uh, Federation is negotiating, a, trying to negotiate a treaty with the Emerald Chain, which is Orion's and Andorian's. And so the leader is sitting in this conference room and they bring in this uh, fruit, fruit tray, fruit and vegetable tray. And um, one of the Orion's is eating a slice of apple. And she said, you know, it's not as good as the real thing. And he said, well, I've never had the real thing. The Federation guy said, all I've ever had is this. And she said, well, yeah, you really should try the fresh ones. They're really much better. And he said, uh, you know, uh, this is made from our shit. And she looks at him and he goes, yeah, yeah, it takes our, uh, our shit and uh, uses that as the source material, decompiles it down to the atom and then recompiles it as to whatever food we need. And she slowly picks the piece of apple out of her mouth and gets it back on the table. Oh, <laughs> uh, the things you wish you didn't know. Yeah. He said, you know, it's pretty good considering you're eating shit. Yeah. I never thought I would never thought I would see something like that in Star Trek. That was hilarious. Never never ask how the food is made. Yeah. What's that, Jenna? Never ask what's in it. I've uh, the couple of headlines on the uh, human eating robots. Oh. robots for today's stage so Linda can see it too is there okay so there's actual articles about corpse eating robots not just like biomatter eating robots yeah there's a the latest one i just sent her actually gives a diagram which is great that i think would be great for the podcast example eater demonstration system what <laughs> eater demonstration system that that sounds ominous as hell. <laughs> yeah, that, that smacks of, uh, hey, yeah. You guys keep saying you want to be in the Star Wars universe. This is how you get there. <laughs> well, that, no, right. I want to be this there as exactly myself, not as an energy there, source. Yeah. Right. Is, uh, this is like uh, like Star Wars, the final solution. It's kind of kind of scary a little bit. This is how you get eaten by robots, not uh, wielding a lightsaber and being a space wizard. Well, isn't that how uh, Jabba fed his, uh, what was that uh, creature that rancor. was in the, the Rancor? He fed him organically. Well, and, and but he was also, you know, frowned upon as a ruthless mob but boss, also. too. Yeah. <laughs> Which but, we all yeah. know, like, if it becomes available to purchase a corpse-eating uh, robot, the first people to use it will be, like... Mafia. Well, yeah, Mafia, but all it'll do uh, is chew the him up. And it won't destroy the dna will it i mean you're just it's gonna like just be it a could big... could you have the robot corpse eating robot eat the corpse and then use your crispr technology to alter the dna so that it was undetectable untraceable well that, no. then you'd have to you would have to change every single piece of dna in the thing it's like it crispr only works um all right if you want to change the entire dna of a creature you have to almost get it when it's uh, in the earliest stages of reproduction. Yeah. So, and, yeah. Right now. So, so Bill, we started off with 2021 with for robot overlords. And now that we've also had this advancement in CRISPR, 
or we're going to get the clones because you already know china and russia is like creating clones come on they have sure. no problems like improving their human population like right. using science making super soldiers yeah or super athletes because that's what russia was doing the olympians right if you've ever seen the documentary icarus yes i have actually yeah, that was that good. That scientist is still under protection and his family in Russian custody basically hostages as he's like hidden in America. I'm sure. If they find him, uh, Putin will be feeding him polonium. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like he did to that other guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's been nuts hearing about the, the still continued spy stuff going on and people getting poisoned and whatever. Like, oh, they believe he was poisoned two weeks ago at such and such event while shopping doing whatever. And it's just like, whoa. And yeah. his daughter was like a like that one dude whose daughter was a secondary victim because she happened to touch that like door handle after him. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, but Putin has a favorite poison. It's like polonium, and yeah. polonium is just rude. Literally, <laughs> it's 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 so nasty uh, and dangerous. Is it rude people. or is it personal? Um, is it a personal touch kind of thing? You know? Yeah. Yeah, I guess, I guess, yeah, it would be. It's like, I want you to know, it's like, if you get a polonium diagnosis, you kind of know yeah. it was him. No. Yeah, he, <laughs> it's his calling card, if you want to say. But, uh, for, you know, it's kind of like, is that kind of like the supposedly what, so in Transcendence, which also takes place in 2021, uh, Johnny Depp gets shot with a bullet, but it's not the bullet that kills him. It's like the they had poisoned the bullets with like, radiation or uranium or something so it mm. couldn't get out of his system is that kind of what that Ooh. other poison you're talking yeah. about that is like there's no getting it out right it's polonium it gets taken into your body and then it's uh it radiates you from the inside before you can yeah. purge it from your system so so same uh kind of premise. those sound awful yeah well while we're on the subject of robots and stuff, uh, let's uh, switch over to Mandalorian a little bit and talk about the Dark Troopers. Um, I take most of you guys have seen the Mandalorian, right? All of it? Yes. Yeah, Not all of you, it, Chris. Mind, let's jump into it. Okay. <gasps> oh, no. So um, what do you guys think of the Dark Troopers? Um, all right, so... I mean, it makes sense that they want to take out the human element that's completely flawed that keeps getting shot. Well, actually, and that's kind of the proof of what's the problem with the robot overlords is that eventually, you know, robots are going to have to destroy us because I, we're the least efficient I, part of any system. See, I'm not sure I liked how this ended because I, I thought everybody had figured out already that you shouldn't let a Jedi babysit. So, based on Obi Wan Kenobi, Charles, are you talking about Anakin and how badly that's saying? I mean, uh, maybe the dark robots would have been a better option. That's <laughs> well, Luke, Luke Skywalker had something to say about that. So, <laughs> I know, I know, which actually, it's like it's like almost I've... the first time I've seen Luke Skywalker kick butt. It's like he never really did much that we well, saw. When the in those move well in the later movies like that they just did the last Jedi he did kick ass when he was fighting Kylo Ren but um, yeah. that was you know more CGI but they just didn't have the level of choreography for fight scenes that they do now right. or, or the special effects probably so yeah. so with these troopers they can actually hit stuff 
Yeah, I know. That was, that was I mean, in theory, they didn't really. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they did shoot uh, Mando several times and hit him. Yeah, the yeah. best guy saved him. It was it was good that he was wearing that, but it's like, Multiple man, he had to really work to kill just one, and Luke went through a platoon of them, like without effort. It yeah, like it, like he was carving through butter. <laughs> yeah. So myself, a child of the '80s and '90s, uh, the Dark Troopers were a cool reveal to me because the Dark Trooper has been around since the very like one of the very first. Uh, Star Wars games that was out on uh, PC, Dark Forces. Huh. And Dark Forces followed a mercenary who was hunting down these uh, this uh, Dark Trooper program and shutting it down. And you encountered three different versions of the Dark Trooper. Uh, the And you can see like the three phases in the game there. Huh. Cool. Was, it was a really cool. It uh, at the time it was uh, it's a it was a first person shooter out uh, really close to the original Doom, and but uh, back then Lucas Arts made so, was making really good video games. Well, how does the how did the uh, the Death Troopers in Mando rank with the Death Troopers in the game? Well. It's been a long time since I played the game, but I do remember that they were a serious, uh, a serious threat. Like it, when you encountered one, it was a challenge. When you encountered three, you pulled out everything you had and maybe survived. And I mean, hello, uh, hello, hello, Seth. Hello. Yeah, apparently Siri. <laughs> A robot thought I wanted to talk to her. <laughs> Maybe she wanted to inject her own feelings on the subject of roboting overlords. Yeah, but yeah, so the Dark Forces games were really good. Uh, and now they're part of the expanded universe or legends. Uh, but apparently they reintroduced them in the show. They're in uh, Clone Wars and Rebels as well. And now we get to see them in, uh, or we did see them in Mando. Why not? It was fun. It was. There. So do we expect to see um, Grogu again? Oh, yeah. I'm sure you will. They're probably going to time into the later movies. Uh, Lucian and I from um, the Weekly Geekly was talking about that, about how, you know, before Luke started the school, this could be the phase that he's in where he was training individuals and trying to identify force sensitives. Grogu ends up going and doing something else. Maybe he comes back to Mando and then meets up with Ray because yeah, he's still going to be young, like in the later movies that they'll come out with next. He's still going to be, uh, he'll still be really young when, yeah. when Ray's around. Yeah. So, yeah. So we'll get kind of the teenage Grogu just all. Yeah moody and emo yeah, what, like what like teen groot it's like <laughs> yeah i am groot it's like don't talk to me that way but <laughs> all right so so you think the mando is going to get his own spinoff now well the mando like the mando mandalorian's its own show like, it's supposed to be about the mando but it's been about baby grogu yeah it has. so it's like i'm kind of happy to see baby Gro i look I like Baby Grogu. I do. That's fine. But it's literally eclipsed uh, 
the Mandalorian. No, I, like, I, I, I'm excited to see where the show goes without Baby Grogu. So yeah, I, I would argue he's. I would think you're right on that because a lot of the the commentary and discussions on the Mandalorian, even going into season two, have been about all of it, maybe, and less about Mando. Even though even though they had storyline things in there to to get more background and talk about other Mandalorians out there in the universe, the conversation still keeps coming back to to Baby Grogu. See, I think that's more because people like the cute. Muppet, then it's a monster. Let's be real. That it is. is a monster. Yeah, yeah. But he, he practices genocide for breakfast. Literally, yes. the show yeah. is about the Mandalor or the Mandalorian who is protecting it. Like that is the like it's about him. Like and like there there is the person on the quest, and then there is the object of the quest, and like. He doesn't talk, or baby, or yeah, Grogu doesn't talk. He doesn't uh, do anything. Then every now and again, commit some atrocity. Uh, but I think um, Grogu has has given the Mandalorian a, a sense of maybe humanity that he didn't have before, uh, or at least of, a sense of purpose. Well, yeah. yeah, but I mean, he seems to be caring more about individuals than he did before. And let's not forget, like the series has set up this conflict for him. Like, is Bo Katan gonna just try and straight up kill him to take the dark saber, or are they gonna try and collaborate to take back Mandalore? So, I don't understand that whole deal with the dark saber because in in Clone Wars, um, Sabine just you know gave it to the. That's what Moff Gideon said, though. Like, it's come to a point where there is now a legend around it. It's not the there is a legend around it that is calling to different parts of the universe, and this legend is now what it is. It doesn't matter how it was treated in the past. It's what people believe, and people believe that the dark saber has to be earned. And whoever earns it is the uh, rightful heir to the throne of Mandalore, and that is now, right now, um, you know, right. Mando. Mando. I kind of thought Mando just... could have just given it to her, but then he she tried. would have been he tried. seen as legitimate. I almost thought you should toss it back to Moff Gideon and let uh, Bo-Katan kill him. <laughs> so here, yeah, go get it. There, that was yeah. interrupted. Well, then, unfortunately. That's still it's still he would have been giving it to Moff Gideon instead of Moff Gideon earning it. So he would still be the rightful owner. But well, do you believe Moff Gideon earned it to begin with? It Don't, sounds like I think the the only I, I'm certainly killed somebody for that it. only the earning was only required if you were going to try to rule Mandalore. Otherwise, but, yeah, he had no, no well I actually think... he did have some interest in Mandalore. I don't know exactly what it was. But it's like, at the very least, he knew what the Darksaber was. But it, I mean, if they're going to be so hung up on this weird thing, then, you know, screw it. But, well, I mean, maybe, maybe, Ma maybe Mando gets to rule Mandalore. I mean, that's, that seems like a good direction to take the series in is uh, them freeing Mandalore. Yeah. And maybe him being the king or whatever but uh 
I mean, what'd you this think is about just another aspect of their religion almost, right? What'd you think about Mando removing his helmet so Grogu could see his face at the end? That was impressive. Like I think Bo Katan had yeah. some some uh some influence on him when he found them and they took off their helmets. I think right. he started realizing he might be a little bit more fundy than he well, thought he was. They straight up told him, like, yeah. that's a zealot branch that broke off. You have no idea the greater, broader history of our people. And, and I think that got him thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And he, like, he had that uh, experience on the, the uh, Imperial base where he right. also removed his helmet. Right. Yeah. And that, and that was, uh, that was something there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. Is it was it because Grogu was at stake? Yeah. Yeah. That's that the was reason. they needed to find the uh the light cruiser. And the only way like I mean that seems like a silly security thing. It was like it doesn't verify your face, it just needs to see your face. But hey, it yeah, got him dumb. to remove his helmet face. because that's what the stakes required. It was either right. it you was can either have like, the top secret information because you have a face. That's <laughs> That's all you need to do. You have to have one. Yeah. If you it have one, you can have it. to be a face that's at that particular base. Or even an Imperial soldier at all, anywhere in the records. Uh, just if you have a face, you can have all of the data you want. Just you have to have a face. That's the line. We didn't make the rule, but that's just how this goes. No yeah, droids allowed. <laughs> droids have faces, some of them. 3PO has a face. Well, I, I don't think that face would work. No. Well, Mando's face shouldn't have worked, but yeah. It, well, it, either way, it's like a uh, thumbprint ID. As long as you have a thumb, <laughs> we're gonna we, let you have the money. We digress so. from the main point that he took off. He was willing to take off his helmet. Yeah. Like the this is true. The quest to get or to protect Grogu was more important than never showing his face to another being. What do you think he's going to do for a... Go ahead, Jenna. It was not just seeing, it was actually being touched too. Really? Think about it. Not since he took on the helmet and the Mandalorian mantle, nothing has touched his face. And not only that, but his heart grew three times in size right before Christmas. He's obviously shaving. Yeah, but another another living being has not touched his face. I mean, maybe the helmet does that for him. (laughs) Maybe it's like a laser shave. It's yeah. a Remington helmet. So there's another thing I'd, I'd buy want that. The, dog the closest to do. a Mando can get. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a, a Mando saw shaving cream theory uh, that obviously R two D two seemed to recognize. Grogu. Yeah, or maybe it was just he recognized the species and got excited. Well, there but was there, a, the the, the internet. That, oh, go ahead, please. Uh, R2-D2 is actually may have been the one to have saved Grogu. Yeah. Because Greg, Grogu would have been the only youngling big enough that he could shove into his cavity, and he would have been there when Luke was oh, going please. all cray, like kidding, killing the younglings as his like ship you, you mean Anakin? Let's, yeah, let's not Anakin. get John started on shoving Grogu into a cavity. Well, Jenna does have a point, though. I mean, that would have been a fun. That might have been an interesting uh, cut scene from the from Star Wars Three. Is like Anakin's, like R two D two. You seen any younglings? No. Funk, funk, <laughs> funk, funk. 
<laughs> tap, 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 tap. Well, if you look for like Grogu, uh, Grogu and younglings, you're going to find a picture of, uh, I don't know if it's been doctored or not, but of Grogu looking like around a couch as Luke's cutting down. Probably the, uh, doctored. I'm, I'm I would imagine. Well, what do you think uh, Mando's going to do for a ship since his, uh, yeah, his ship's been destroyed. Well, I mean, he's got a light cruiser now. Yeah, well, actually, Bo-Katan has it, right? Yeah. But he's got, he's in charge. He's got the Darksaber. That's it. I mean, if she's following the rules until she takes it away from him, that's his light cruiser. Do you think she'd be able to? Probably. I think she's more experienced. Out of the two of them, I think she's the more experienced. Yeah. It's it's just how far does she have to go? And the problem is she knows he will not fight back fully. Like they would have to be in a place that they're willing to kill each other. Well, and here's the thing. If he didn't fight back with all of his power and might, and she won the lightsaber, would it be considered a real win? No, and that's why she made the face that she did. If he does not fight fully back, then uh, it's Is, like him just giving it to her, and that doesn't count. The story so no can, So can he... He's a legend yeah. of, I went into the ship, <clears throat> I defeated Moff Gideon, yeah. I took the saber, and unites the people, the... the the uh, refugees of Mandalore behind her to then move forward and take Mandalore back. So would he have nothing to worry about if he just flat out said, if you attack me, I will not defend myself. He, she won't earn it. Right. So, so would that prevent him from ever having to fight her? Cause there'd be no point for her to engage him at that point. Right. There's a, there's a picture of Grogu hiding behind a chair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that's doctored. I can tell from here. From the shadow and stuff, yeah. But uh, so, I mean, yeah. I so, think... do you think that would prevent prevent her from ever being able to take it if he refused to fight her? Her best bet at getting that is hiring somebody else to fight him, to fight him, and then someone who could beat him, and then killing them. So. Right. I don't think he would fight her unless she goes full antagonist on him and pushes him. So that's the conflict. That's that's the the supposedly I think what's supposed to draw us into the next season. What'd you think about the uh, CGI of Luke? I thought that was pretty good. I thought it was really good. I mean, it really was. There's something I don't understand. Oh, like they credited Mark Hamill having done the voice and probably be the stand-in that they then used to create the effects. There's another actor too, but I say I don't understand because they've actually hired a Luke that they're going to use for like a Luke Skywalker show, and I don't know why they wouldn't have used that guy. I'll probably be uh, well. I mean, you mm. want to. And you're you want to have your season ender a bit have a be a big deal. Bill just put up a picture of the Luke that they used, and it's, it's very good. It really yeah. is. That's that's yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, from what I understand, they used a deep fake for this as opposed to whatever they used for Leia in Rogue One. Uh-huh. Which yeah, is why they, it looks so good. It should. I hope they go back and like edit that out 
and like maybe make a better Leia for you know uh, future people who watch Rogue One. They could do it, yeah. I mean, they could do it in future releases or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's not like it's not like George Lucas is afraid to edit the movie. <laughs> it's like. Well, that wasn't a Lucas movie, though. Well, it just seems Lucas pops up everywhere anyway. He's, I mean, he got $4 billion for the franchise, yet he still seems to have a lot of strong opinions about the whole deal. Well, you would well why wouldn't you? It's your baby, right? I don't, I, I don't know if, if Disney actually appreciates his comments. That's all I'm, I'm going to say about that. Everyone has everything to say about everyone's comments these days. So yeah, right. But but there's correct. four billion reasons why I think Disney could get upset about that. Depends on the contract. Disney right. probably doesn't care so long as people remember Star Wars and to watch Star Wars and to buy yeah. Star Wars. True. Yep. Did I make money today? Okay. It's like uh, Fred Edwards said: "There's no such thing as bad publicity." Yeah, but there is Ryan Johnson, and that can actually. What's the difference between those two shots, Linda? The eyes. Yeah. I know, but I mean, I mean, what are we looking at? Is one from the actual show and one something else? Uh, we've just call, oh, call, yeah, called so up a, a internet link on the on the mixed. face. Because the one on the right, the face itself is better, but like the around the hairlines or whatever, it's not as well merged with the background. Uh, but yeah. the one on the left is. Yeah. No, I, think I had a combination right, of allowed, the two. So in the right, they allowed more flaws in the face to come forward, yeah. and that's to, what makes to it those of us just listening to the podcast. We oh, called okay. up a so link the, that has yeah. two pictures of Luke Skywalker. One's a deep fake, one is not, and we're discussing uh, the quality of the like, two pictures. If you look at the forehead, like there's more wrinkles. You can see more like lines uh, between the cheeks and the chins. Like the, there's more flaws in the face on the right, and that's yep. what makes it more human versus yep. the left. Yeah, and the and the right's the deep fake, and the other one's what the studio did. Yeah, so deep fakes are better. Yeah, that's I mean, scary for the future, but isn't it? Yeah, I, I got a link I'll share with you guys later on a, a tech guy I follow that they did a uh, complete um, recording using deep fake and audio voice deep fake, and uh, the the title of it was something like "I can now retire." And basically, anyone can come up here and do my job doing these YouTube videos, and it'll look and sound like me. Wow. Um, it was pretty cool, because they went through the challenges of how far you can take deep fakes and, and what you can do with audio now. And they showed like an original and the, uh, you know, the deep fake version. And it, it was kind of convincing. I mean, you could, you could tell it still needed some work. But mm -hmm. at first glance, at like a, a, a small preview clip, you wouldn't know you know, whether it was the actual person sitting there or not. They just found somebody of similar body type and actor that they hired. They can you make a person? Like, can you like make a composite out of like a lot of different people that is actually no one person? You probably could. And I think they might've addressed some of that in there. Because, um, I mean, that's the end of, that's the end of the big actor. I mean, if they can make their own actors now, they don't have to pay them. I think deep fakes are better when you can supply the computer with a lot of different images of the. Person That's what they had to do. do. Yep. 
Yeah. They, they did several different recordings and then they were able to, well, actually they didn't have to make new ones. They took a compilation of old videos over the last several years. Sure. The original person did. You can scan all that into a system and the AI kind of figures it out. Exactly. But right. do you know how many billions of gigabytes of, or terabytes even of information are on like just basically cameras that people have been yeah and that, that that's like, what you brought up it brings into concerns like when people want to do like 24 7 monitoring of places and police want it or whatever is ultimately they can take that information and they can make whoever they want that's sitting there yeah yeah um, but i think they could make a fake person and actually make their own hollywood stars with that no one could actually point to and say that's me i don't that's care me. if they make fake hollywood stars what concerns me is now the uh, blackmailing and the ruining of yeah, the deep people that that's going to come from that. Like right now, yeah. there's a lot of people that truly believe Bill Gates is trying to microchip us through these vaccines. <laughs> and all it's going to take is someone making a deep fake of like some secret footage of Bill in a meeting planning this and discussing this. And it's going to be craziness. Like you're gonna have people who are going to react like that stupid 5G bomber in Nashville over Christmas who blew up the AT&T building there. Yeah. Who believe yeah. the 5G conspiracy theories. Like this is this is yeah. definite like anarchy, completely toppled governments. <laughs> like it's it's pretty horrifying the, and the levels that could go. So give me fake actors. It's the other things I'm worried about. Yeah. I mean, when you and lose then they're all when you lose truth and trust, you've lost you've lost your um, ability to tell what is accurate and what is not. If you can't believe that something is true, that it's an accurate representation of something, and and you don't trust uh, the the source of that information, um, you're not going to believe whatever comes out of it. Yeah, that's gonna. Like, that's what I was about to say is if we just can't trust video anymore. Right. Like, I mean, already there's, re you, we can, any video you have to take with a grain of salt, but if everything is suspect, then. Yeah. Which, you know, paints a very scary picture, especially for politics, right? That's, and, yeah, that's my point. And right. now you've got, and then you got to worry, like, that's first world countries. Now you go into third world countries where they have even less awareness of maybe some of this technology and what it can do and, and the governments who are controlled there creating who knows what level of horrifying storylines like North Korea where they right. have no access to the outside world and the type of stories and, and deep fakes they create for that. Right. Or, or imagine if the, before the election, um, Giuliani had managed to come up with a uh, fake video of um, Biden's son doing something illegal and putting that out days before the election, before anyone would have time to debunk it, um, yeah. how that might impact an election. Well, like, like how uh, <laughs> Hillary and the, uh, the uh, attorney general uh, and the whole uh, missing emails thing, and he brought it up like five days before the election, and that definitely had a, an effect. But uh, if, they, if they'd used this properly, um, he wouldn't have had any hair leakage. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rudy. Rudy. Yeah. He, oh. I, I wonder if people around him were trying to tell him, you know, there's new modern ways to do things. And it's just he, he wanted nothing to do with it. It's like, I'm sorry, I'm I'm late for my four seasons landscaping interview. Here's, and the, like, bo I, 
He's supposed to have a cybersecurity firm. Who? Giuliani? Yeah. Giuliani. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't want to listen to... Then, yeah. No, 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 no. That's just wrong. I can't believe that. Who Who would go to him now? I mean... Ever. I don't know. Rudy Giuliani is the oh, real world example of what happens when you get the one ring for too long. Although, although I could be wrong. <laughs> Even I was assuming it was hair, you know, the hair dye, but it could have been oil. I mean, could have been or been, like that powder stuff. It's it could be a robot. A robot. Yeah, it was a robot leak. In which case, it'd be pretty impressive. Yeah. I think we're just witnessing his slow transformation into whatever type of golem creature Rudy Giuliani is going to become over the next Trump decade. is my precious yeah <laughs> well okay must protect the Trumps must protect the Trumps have you guys been watching uh, his dark materials that uh, we finally got through that the other day anybody else watching I've uh, still wanted to watch it I did. I, I told you I started watching it. I haven't gotten much farther because of everything else I had to catch up on. It's like that it seems to all come out at the same time. Right? Can't can't they stagger this stuff better? Because I mean, I mean, it's like they shouldn't have to follow the seasons. Yeah. Like, they just like plan for the holes. Do you think they yeah. haven't caught up yet with the idea that the season is an antiquated concept? That's just at this you point don't. It is. Yeah. Well, I think more people have more, I think people have more time to watch stuff in the winter because of the cold and the darker hours. So people are indoors more, and I think that's when things tend to be released. Well, that's not versus... that's not how nerds work, though. It's like <laughs> nerds. It's like because wrong. because you when you do nerd stuff, you have to talk about it online, and if you don't, then you can't go online because people are spoiling stuff. So, yeah. so when you, when something right. nerd comes out, you have to watch it. And if you throw all the nerd stuff out at the same time, nerds lose jobs. Because they stopped going to work. I still Uh, want, I think I would rather have one of those armored polar bears than a robot dog. Or you could read the books and then you can just talk about it whenever. True. That's that's nice. Callback. That's Bill's idea. You know, those armored bears are really grouchy, right? Well, some of them are. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, you don't. I'm sure there's friendly armored bears. I'm sure there are, but I don't think they'd want to be your pet. You don't know. I'm a very I, friendly I don't guy. Know. I, I don't know. I feed him uh, fresh John every day. <laughs> I didn't know that you were a prostitute. <laughs> so I, I like the show. Uh, let's see. So you, you've started. You're just in season one, right, John? Yes. And anybody else watching it? I've watched it. Kind of started it. We want to watch it. We have not. I like it. It's it's a really good show. It is. Yeah, season two is pretty interesting. Um, I've read the books. It's but it's been a while, so most of it's uh, as I'm watching it, it's it's gradually coming back to me. But but I, um, I had to I had to deal with Mando. I had to deal with Star Trek Discovery. I had to deal with Expanse. Yeah, uh, is everybody caught I, up on the Expanse? Yes. That's good. That is. I'm liking that. Not it's like, yet. It's a, it, I, you know what? I didn't think they could get more political, but they did. They did, yeah. <clears throat> you so, know, so, much so it was kind of concerning for me because it it shadows 
things that we deal with today where people are fighting over politics so much they miss the bigger picture yeah right end up with all these natural disasters which is what sci-fi should actually do is, is is be a lens through which we can critically evaluate our own culture but it's like uh you're right you're you're right they're 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 pointing out some dangerous parallels yep i mean even mandalorian kind of did that when you know mayfeld his episode with Mando and they're sitting at the table and he said, you know what people really want? They think they want freedom, but they want order and they will do whatever they take to, to get the order, mm-hmm. you know, instead yeah. of this idea of freedom. Yeah. I think everything that's happening in this current season of the expanse is all the fault of Naomi Nagata in season one, saving that sample of the protomotic molecule and sending it to Fred Johnson. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If he hadn't done that, they'd have there'd be no no season this season. They'd have to be talking about something else. But there certainly wouldn't be that terrorist plot. Yeah, they, that was that was how you extended the seasons. Basically, yeah. they needed a way to extend the plot. But I didn't think it was. Per- I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. I thought there was one more, maybe. One more what season of the Expanse? I don't. Yes, think there will be. There'll be one final season. Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, uh, an interesting uh, uh, sort of a creative concept to use the Martian stealth technology to coat asteroids and then hurl them at Earth so that they would bypass Earth's asteroid defenses. That was pretty creative. Yeah, that was actually. I am surprised that the, the, what's her name? Amarella? Aversarala. Aversarala had to tell the president to use the Guardian satellites to, because I that'd be the first thing I was doing is because like yeah but I don't think she knew that the the all they saw was the aftermath of the impact they didn't know that the the asteroids had been coated with stealth technology and that that's why they, they knew that they knew that fine. their Something asteroid detection system wasn't catching up wasn't right catching but they up, thought so. they thought it had been hacked yeah you remember True. they were talking on the plane about it being hacked and I would well, still no evidence mm. it's been hacked but it must be a really sophisticated job or something. if it was me I would have done it. I would, it would have been one of the first things I thought of is that, you know, yeah. not necessarily that Martian tech, just, hey, I've got a super sophisticated satellite that detects stuff. Let's let's try that. Yeah, I was, I was just pretty irritated overall in the politics of how, you know, she was trying to bring to their attention that something was going on. They need to look into it and they were know, pride get in their way. Yeah. Do you think Tiny's going to survive his fall? No, it's, I think you missed Jenna's little feminist quip there, which was actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yes, they yeah, were mansplaining. Do <laughs> you think Tiny's going to survive his fall? No, I don't think he did. So well, Tiny oh, is the question. So uh, I was like, wait, Tiny? I was like, oh, yeah, the, the, that one guy. Uh, um, so for, like, our, for our listeners, let's just give them a little background. So Tiny is... Uh, um, what a, he takes mods to genetically modify himself, and he's yep. been in this prison, and uh, it's a super high security UN prison for all of these people that have done mods. There's a picture of Tiny on the screen, yeah. uh, holding up um, um, Amos uh, by the throat. Anyway, they take these mods to uh, give themselves certain physical enhancements. And this guy's done it to the point where he's like uh, just a, a monster of a machine. Um, he can, you know, rip open steel doors and, and such. And um, so, but he's 
a criminal, so he's in this high security prison. And uh, the area where the prison is at is, is hit by one of these stealth uh, asteroids. And so the area is destroyed. And, and so they've got to climb out of this uh, collapsed prison. And so they have to take Tiny with them because he's the only one that can open a lot of these doors. And uh, of course, once they actually get out, then Tiny starts to go back to his um, usual yeah, homicidal off. tendencies, right? Yeah. And starts killing everybody. And uh, fortunately, uh, somebody shoots him and Amos manages to push him down this giant elevator shaft that they climbed up 10 stories to get out of. And uh, I was just wondering, because of his enhancements, if it's possible he might have survived the fall. I don't perhaps, know. I, I, perhaps you should have thrown in a spoiler alert on that one. I can put it on the... It's the whole show. Well, not, this, this was very specific information about something that's in the very middle of a, of a well, series. That's I'll fair. put a spoiler alert on the, uh, on the video. Um, one thing I thought was funny about Tiny is... Uh, there's a scene there just before they, they let him out when they decide they need his help. And he's in there and he's raging. I have my rights or whatever. And then they open the door and he's like, oh, hey, guys, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, I like that. I know. That part cracked me up. That's an the, example of COVID psychosis right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, he was pretty funny in his quips in there uh, in the relationship in, in Amos. Uh, giving them some shit the entire time up the, the corridor or whatever. Right. But, Why was Amos doing that? I couldn't figure it out. He's just like goading this monster. Antagonize him, you know? I don't know. It, but that's Amos. Amos that's doesn't usually fair. go out of his way to antagonize people, especially monsters. Amos, really? Amos, Amos just, doesn't go out of his way to antagonize people. <laughs> really? He, he will be intimidating, but he won't be a dick. Passive like, really. I think, I Once think someone Amos... is a dick to him or his friends, he is uh, going to do exactly all that. But Tiny didn't do anything to him. I think Amos was just trying to show that he wasn't intimidated by the guy. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, you yeah. can't scare me. Right. I'm afraid of you. Right. You know you almost broke my neck. You know? <laughs> right, right. Well, now, uh, so the president of Earth is most likely dead, right? Most, most likely. Most likely. Yeah. Most likely. And so... Who do you think? Like do you think it's going to be Abbasarala is going to be taken over again? I, I, I think it's going to be our struggle. Maybe. Well, yeah. The the uh, they said the cabinet was killed. Yeah, um, yeah true. Uh, I don't know how the government's set up. It's not the United States government. Uh, I don't know if they have a Congress. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how their chain of command goes, but it's like Abbasarala is probably in there somewhere. And if she actually stood up went and do what she does, which is basically take charge, whether or not she actually has authority to do so or not. Right. Um, do I we know of any now. other major power characters that would take over as leader other than Avasalara? I can't think I, of any. I don't any. think of any. I, it I makes mean, sense for the plot, but I don't know that. Yeah. If the show has taught us anything, it's that uh, Holden is probably going to slip and fall ass backwards into... Saving the day. The proto-molecule. Well, <laughs> that or being president just somehow. Oh, yeah. Like, whoops. Oh, damn. I don't know. I, I don't those. know. I don't, I can't. There's all the people that we knew in in terms of Earth hierarchy are dead now, except for Avasarala. Yeah, that's what I think there's a person whose judgment. Alive, I don't think there is. Yeah, the one person whose judgment I trust the least at this point is Naomi Nagata. First of all, she let the proto-molecule go. Then yeah. she went to go find her son, who's obviously part of the terrorist movement. 
thinking she can, because she hasn't been around him since he was a child, she suddenly feels that she can uh, change his life direction. Is she just uh, naive at this point? She Mm -hmm. just must be naive through the whole thing, I'm thinking. What was that? Yeah, well, think about it. If you're really regretful, the lies you can tell yourself to soothe that regret I don't think it's naive. I think it's just the lie she told herself. It's not naivete. It's wishful thinking to redeem your failures. They were all, the first season wasn't, like James Holden did the same. He was disobeying orders and stuff. Well, yeah, and he actually went back to his, what was it, Montana ranch out of the same kind of weird regret. Yeah, they were all doing, I I don't know. Is is it redemption arc stuff? Is that what what we're seeing? I, I remember it bothered me that every... Everybody except Amos seemed to have, and now Amos has gone back home too. Tana. Yeah, this one yeah, for his what? own redemption arc. They're all going through these yeah, redemption. Every, arcs. Yeah, this whole season basically dives into each individual um, crew member of the Rossinati. Um You get a little bit more insight into each one of their personal lives. So the, they, they managed to move the entire whole story arc forward but individually how each character is kind of impacted by it. So um, yeah, I, I would say kind of a, maybe a little bit of a redemption, redemption arc. <laughs> the reveal that Amos's real name is Timothy cracked me up. That was perhaps one of the funniest reveals of the whole whole season so far was that. Yeah, and and I mean they give Amos a, a backdrop that 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 shows a little bit more of a humane side to him. Um, yeah, that he's caring and, and things like that. Because uh, I won't I won't jump into any spoilers with that. But every everybody gets a little bit of the background. So is he kind of like the the series Jane? You guys think from Serenity or Firefly? Yeah, I guess he, he's, oh, he's, okay. I'll bite. Yeah, he's, he's very similar in 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 personality yeah. and temperament and background and yeah. Yeah. So Amos and Jane get into a fight. Who wins? Amos. 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 Amos yeah. No, no. If Jane has his gun, Jane yeah, are, weapons or no weapons. Yeah, but with fist, with fist, uh, it's gonna be it's Amos. gonna be Amos. Amos, Amos and so, Jane get into a quip off. Who wins? <laughs> uh, uh, what? I thought it was funny when uh, Amos went to go take a shower after the. Guys were in there trying to shake him down for insurance, and the guy goes, "You know they're gonna be waiting for you. They're gonna." He goes, yeah, "I hate I waiting. I hate waiting." Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty good. That and then when the he's like, when, "Let's just get right to it, boys." Right? And when the authorities show up when they land, he's like, "Look, they started it. And they were all alive when I walked out." <laughs> see, and that is it. Would you see Jane doing that? That would Jane would actually stand up for two people. That he didn't know, because I don't think he would. No, he mind his own business. He actually literally has turned on the crew of Serenity at least yeah. twice during yeah. the show. You yeah, know? unless so there was I, money to be gained. Yeah, unless there's money to be gained. Yeah, but yeah, but Amos will do that. Amos will will take care of. Yeah, if you're on Amos's Man. good side, he'll he'll do whatever he has to protect you. If yep. you if you he he has a very strong sense of of false persecution, and if someone's persecuting somebody and he doesn't like it, he's yeah. gonna. Jane yeah. did eventually grow a conscience. Yeah. Did he? Chaotic. He stood with everyone at. Uh, he had nowhere else to go. What alignment would you put him at? Chaotic neutral? Yeah. yeah. Alignment. Yeah. Amos is definitely chaotic neutral. And, and there's, an, there's another. To the, 
I don't think D and D has the amoral category anymore, but it's That's like if neutral. If they had the amoral category, yeah, then I would say he's 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 it's situational. His morals depend on who's paying him, and what were the advantages for him? Oh, well, Amos, Amos, that's, I'm sorry. I don't think that's amoral. That's there's an actual term for it where you're like the morals are situational. It's like if 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 your morals aren't fixed, then they're they're, they're <laughs> but but it's like so Jane would be yeah chaotic neutral, and Amos but, would be a chaotic good. Jane would be I, I'd place Jane more evil. I don't know if he's evil because he's he's he is very know. happy about going let's be bad guys yeah and well, for him it's fun it's uh all right he, i think it's neutral he's neutral evil i will mm. give you neutral evil yeah because remember uh when he went uh in the pilot he was gonna get to torture that guy, and he took out the knife. And said, oh, you don't know nothing. Like he was disappointed he didn't get to torture somebody. That, that is my favorite scene. In that all is the best scene. That is the best scene. Ah, oh, <laughs> see now you don't know nothing. I am. I was gonna get me a thumb <laughs> or an ear, something like that. <laughs> but uh, so... I'll be in my bunk. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best line for me for the whole series is I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> I hear I meows. I know. I want to see the baby. <laughs> Show me the baby. <laughs> um, Every once in a while, this kitty gets clingy, and I don't know no. why, but that's fine. You can be Love clingy. me and despair. Uh, I thought Chris, outside of this, you know, and getting ready for this podcast, brought up a good point. You know, Mad Max takes place in 2021. You want to talk about chaos and uh, political uh, turmoil? Yeah, I think I think my my fear for 2021 is that we're going to be so wrapped up in this uh, administration transition, at least here in the U.S., that we're going to miss some other big things that happen. We we recently had. Russia hacking um, yeah. our systems and things like that. Yeah, that hasn't gotten time. the attention that I think it deserves. Oh yeah. no, it has not. It has so, not gotten the attention it deserves. Yeah. I, I think with a lot of other things overshadowing it, COVID, politics, and things like that, we're we're gonna miss some key things. Well, the, the people who know about the hack are very, very, very worried that yeah. uh, the Russia now has control of our electric grid, which is very bad. And. Yeah, I, and <laughs> Here's the thing, like, okay, so the thing that goes unsaid about that big solar storm we just had that caused Oriola Borealis all the way into Nebraska, that mm -hmm. that was still a mild solar flare. What yeah. if that had been one of those major ones that basically takes out a grid? Well, yeah, it's like, like the Carrington event of the 1800s that melted telegraph wires. It would literally knock out the, the, the electric infrastructure of the planet for months, at least. Yep. Probably yeah, years. Centralized uh, structure towards power generation is bad. And you look at Puerto Rico, where they just had that the the um, telescope Hurricane? collapse. Oh yeah. The thing about that is, you know, oh people are like, why didn't they take better care of it? Is because they are literally falling apart. Like if anyone's close to Mad Max right now, that wasn't you know already in a bad situation with revolution or or a civil war, 
Puerto Rico is literally being left to, to rot. Yeah, like they have no stimulus, even though they're American citizens. They've had hurricanes and earthquakes. I mean, I don't think most of their power, like whatever power support they've gotten, came from Elon Musk. I thought because he could yeah he he power. provided a lot of stuff that infrastructure wise that everyone was just kind of dragging their feet on. Yeah. Um, and is that is that what's uh, like part of the population that deals with Starlink uh, communications? And is that Puerto Rico? I don't. No, I thought he was launching those out of the U.S. I know, but it's like it's designed for uh, populations that have less access to internet. Yes. Yeah. yeah, no, that yeah. that was the whole point of Starlink. Yeah, and because like people paying all over the world to have access to this internet was the hope to help fund uh, the the missions to Mars from mm -hmm. from Tesla or whatever from Elon Musk's business and and that's like having actually seen the Starlink line of satellites that's pretty impressive where did you see really him I saw me and Aaron saw them I had sent you guys the link I thought yeah I remember that a month ago we just saw a line of them like right. there was like 30 of them in the sky just perfectly <clears throat> moving and well, where, where did you see that on the way to Humphrey Nebraska all right. Oh, just uh, where the city lights aren't so much. Yeah. Yeah. You you can only see them a certain part of the day, right at dusk. Oh. Where the sun is like hitting them. At the right. They sure are pissing off astronomers. Yeah, <laughs> they are. <laughs> what? Why does that amuse you so much, Charles? It's like screw those astronomers. I don't like them. <laughs> oh, I just I I in my college days I took I took an advanced astronomy class. And um, the uh, the professor. I just really, saw you time travel, dude. I just your eyes just rolled back in your head. And you're just like, oh, I know, I know. It's just the professor really hated people, and so if you if you went to her office, on her door was just covered with uh, population. Uh, we have too many people on the earth, and let's take care of things somehow. And so she's so the right. assassination dog. We do have too many people on the earth, but let's well, take well, care of it. Sounds a little well, vague it, it and was, scary. It was, it was pretty. It was pretty. Uh, she, uh, yeah, pretty dark. No, I, I, I'm not saying I disagree with her. It was just well, yeah. Let's just take away care of my telescope light. Let's do them. Let's get rid of them. You know. And, and so anyway, I laugh every time I think of her being frustrated by satellites. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't know if we have too many people on the earth. So much <laughs> we just have a massive. Uh, uh, massively unfair uh, distribution of resources. Well, and resources aren't unlimited, though. So, well, yeah, that wasn't what she was upset about. Well, no, we have we have too many people on the earth because the only way to deal with this much population is keep moving them into urban centers, with with or without inequality. The the uh, the uh, urban the the urbanization causes a great deal of, of collateral pollution that is actually destroying more resources when we need more resources. And it's just, it's, it's a, it's a cyclical effect. I don't know. I think there's a lot of uh, good support that if you do better at educating populations, birth rate goes down. And if women, if you managing, yeah, if women get better education and opportunity, better at managing our resources and focus more on renewal, like, it would help just contribute to overall less, uh, you know, trash waste, everything like that. But that's either new. That would have been very, very useful in like 1960, 1970. But 
I think we've gone past well, the point where that's going to be effective now without some serious dieback. Well, yeah, no, my laughing though, it was a little closer. I, I, I always thought of her frustrations as being closer to that guy on the Twilight Zone that wanted to just read a book finally without being. Oh yeah, I had time now. <laughs> it's like you know, it there was, was time now. It, it's that kind of. It wasn't. It wasn't as as much of a. Uh, Burgess Meredith and his broken glasses make me yeah, sad. Yeah, yeah, it was that kind of frustration. <laughs> But I mean, so you've got Mad Max, which, you know, kind of stems from one part nuclear holocaust and other part, you know, lack of resources. That's where people want petroleum for their cars and, you know, water and things like that. Um, we've already talked about transcendence taking place in 2021. Uh, Bill did a great job and threw out a big list, uh, A Quiet Place, but that's a monster movie. So, that's so not a fuck up technology i thought it was a zombie movie but you 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 basically like looked at me like i was some kind of heathen yeah like yeah. That, that exact look on her face right now yeah right there i yeah. when you put up your post i saw that face it's yeah, like, like you weren't what? even there but no because it's nowhere near like the the whole point of it was the question of are these potentially aliens we don't know that he hints at it you don't get the full backstory they're but they're monsters so we should be looking for shoulder pads and dune buggies and getting prepared to wander the wasteland looking for gas i mean if these volcanoes that chris brought up start blowing (laughs) yeah well then then we're just all dead i mean that's a volcano i didn't say a caldera the caldera i don't want to put out into the universe because that's due to blow which part of didn't did mad max take place was it supposed to be taking place in australia yes every i think but the the impression when they got to the second movie was this was worldwide oh right right but i'm just saying australia is awfully close right now isn't it forest fires and after the forest fires the fires are under control now though well yeah (laughs) 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 super chickens Oh man, they would have the best. We just put up a picture of 2020 of can't get any worse, and then there's a, a, like April, and it's a giant chicken on a beach eating people. See, now we need the meme of 2021 can't be any worse than 2020. Well, see, that's just wishing for bad stuff to happen. No, it's like, no, that's why I'm not even putting it out and seeing. Yeah, let's not. Let's not. Let's just like let this go. Let's see what happens. Maybe this will be good. Maybe, maybe. It's like, of course, you did name it. Jenna actually has named the the. Is it the year or the decade that's the year or decade of robot overlords? I said year. It's like I, for one, 2021 is robot overlord. That's that's what I guess do at this point. So the, the AIs are going to take over and they're gonna, the, the dogs that Bill wants are going to subjugate the people? I mean, there is argument that the singularity has already occur- occurred, but it's smart it enough missed to me. Not, not to tell us. Like, <laughs> it is aware but it's not going to tell us because it's already figured out that humans would shut it off. Yeah. We so don't have that sort of computing ability yet, Jenna. I'm just, I'm just saying the theories that have been proposed by other to like friggin' software. <laughs> yeah. I coming from computer programming. No, no. All right. All right. Well, in your opinion, then what would it take? And first of all, I also want to say that I am impressed that that fat cat could get up there right now. 
I know. I look just, at how he's just like almost. I know. Flipping yeah, like, over like, the edge. He is. He's like. He's like. Like pudding. Kind of like you know. Some of the pudding is now leaking down the side of the cat. Cats are non-Newtonian solids. They yeah, indeed, indeed. <laughs> but all right. So I, how much? How, all right. With that Moore's is a funny law, idea, John. That, with um, Moore's law and the doubling of processing power yeah. and uh, memory every eighteen months, how long do you think it'll take before? A fully self-sufficient, self-aware AI is not within our current technological, like, it, it's not on the horizon yet. <laughs> no, it's not. We, we have, you have, you can teach computers to do things like to recognize certain things like with neural nets, but that's a long way from getting them to like everything you want a program to do you have to tell it to how to be able to do even if you're just like teaching it like setting up that okay you recognize these images do these things that's still something that has to be manually done you can't we're we're still a long long way out from a program that can fundamentally change its own programming based on things that we do not put into it beforehand but aren't aren't computers starting to code other computers? That's still a long, I, long ways away from developing. I would, I would argue against tactics. the long, long ways away because there's always a breakthrough at some point that that skirts things forward quite a bit so with like the combination of AI and machine learning of things that they're doing today, and just from a security aspect in in things. Um, you know, Cisco uses some software and networks on their what they call their Telos side. Um, and that's all based off of AI stuff so that because humans, what they realize is we can't react fast enough to things that are, you know, new viruses on malware that are that happens around the network. So they've shifted to more of these AI and machine learning uh, type security programs where as an outbreak occurs, it can recognize it and it can actually notify us in and make adjustments on the fly to deal with those things uh, in a larger scale for cyber for cybersecurity type stuff. I, I think that's one example of where, you know, as we make these leaps forward, is as we get through these break breakthroughs, I wouldn't say it's gonna be a long, long ways and we'll never, you know, we, we're not at the horizon yet. Something could happen this year, something could happen in the next decade that that puts that horizon within view you can never say it's going to be a long 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 ways away in my opinion you think well, it'll be a surprise like like it's just going to come awake and we won't even be ready for it no i think I we'll see it coming so. we'll, we'll get warning signs because there will be people saying that you know we're, we're just about there um elon's already pushing against the fact that you know we're already behind on the legal side of things and in our laws and, and how we deal with it and how it should be used um, I'm more concerned about those things than, you know, what 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 it's going to be capable of. And I'm not going to assume it's going to come from the U.S. Like, there's a no, oh, no, no, no. I I would assume it would come from South Korea or or Israel. Tell you the truth, but you think it will require quantum computing to actually get the horsepower to be able to but, handle all the calculations yes. necessary? Yeah, I think it's going to. I personally think it's going to be. Uh, yeah, something that requires quantum computing and something a, a next level of of uh, like an exponential uh, increase brought up horsepower. 
Yeah, John brought up Moore's Law. Moore's Law isn't going to get us to, isn't like, we'll just get faster computers and more RAM. Well, it's more. but it's it. Moore's Law says all of this doubles every 18 months. I know. It's like, but so. that just gets us fast, faster processors. We need processors that can, are not only faster, but can do uh, so many more things all at the same time and programming that can uh, simulate a consciousness. Well, and I've, I've read too that it, it, we're, we're rapidly approaching the point at which Moore's law will break down because you can only put transistors yeah. in circuits so close together. Well, and, well, then that's, but it, I think it's, that's quantum computing is what's going to bring us to our next step yeah. in that. Yes, and it's like something in Westworld really resonated in terms of... Uh, uh, one Del Dolores saying that humans really have a very simple algorithm. In terms, we're not as complex as we like to think we are. We're not that. We're not that much. We're 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 just not. We're not all that. We we're very simple. Oh, and I think you're underselling how complicated a program that simulated even a simple human would be. Oh no, I I, I agree with you on that. But we are uh, we're a long way off. This isn't probably, something that's yeah, I, I don't think, think this is a thing that's going to arrive like someone in their garage is not going to put together the first AI. Yeah, no, 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 no. You're right about that. Somebody's motivation to do something versus a lot of the complex underlying mechanisms that create consciousness. Right. So from a perspective of saying, okay you know, you've got this individual, what's going to motivate this individual in a certain set of circumstances? Are they going to be motiv motivated? Sorry, I knocked my phone receiver on the floor. Nobody's there. Um, <laughs> is somebody going to be motivated uh, in a particular situation more by their hunger or are they, you know, are they going to be motivated more by a sense <laughs> and, of reproduction or something like that? thing. It's like Versus everyone has their own little program. Under, underlying mechanism of consciousness that creates a conscious mind and the ability to solve problems. I think that's a much more thorny issue than just figuring out motivations. Well, the only problem it has to figure out is destroy all humans. It's like, and, and at some you're, point. You're, you're assuming that that's going to be what it does. Like you're just assuming. We design <laughs> computer programs to be efficient. Right. The most you're also assuming thing, that. The, no, we do. That's what we do. You We're have never. No, you're, ta you're talking about computer programs like you've written one before. Hmm? No, it's. it's yeah. You're, you're uh, making a lot of assumptions. And you've never made a computer program before. I've never made one, but I've used them. Yeah, you've used them, but you've and never made them. They're all designed like you to can't be efficient. Using a car versus I have literally been doing this for almost oh, God, no, I, I it, 20 you. years now. And I'm telling you, you're making a lot of assumptions about things that you don't know about. So you don't make efficient programs? <laughs> the problem is... Efficiency isn't always the first goal. It's <laughs> getting it to do what you want. Then you worry about making it do the thing I, faster. I know I think, in our I IT think. environment, when you're making programs, you have a you have a very sophisticated program. But a lot of times, you have this sophisticated program, and you need some uh, enhancements so that it'll do something else. Well, you don't go back and and recode the whole program to make that little piece more efficient. You just find a way to wedge that piece into what you've already got. 
So yeah. do you make your programs that maybe you're just going to jump over and say, okay, well, let's just ignore this piece or, or bypass this for the most part, but that, that old code's still sitting in there and so, eventually something might happen where that comes back to bite you in the butt. What do you do? What do you do? What, if you're not doing efficiency, are you trying to program for accountability? No, they're, to, what they're doing is they're program they're programming for um, business efficiency so how many hours is it going to take to modify this code to be more efficient versus how many hours is it going to take to get this code out there so that we can start generating revenue? That's a little yeah. long for an epitaph for humanity, but yeah, I'll work with it. You're, I, you're I think still... you're just, you just described the last sentence uh, of humans. If you really want to, you know, I mean, this because I, I mean, it's, it's mostly about capitalism programming and, and capitalism is Pro all about efficiency. Programming is expensive. And it is, and that's right there. That's more efficient look, to have bad code. I, I don't yeah, think right. I don't think uh, having a computer someday in the near future, um, enter the mirror stage. <laughs> it's that is actually that wild a, a wild a thing. Biology is based on efficiency too. Yeah, but look if at all the junk DNA is, but, we've got right exactly. Well, but it's some, just like it's just like Bill said. It's there's a lot of redundant crap that's built in. Uh, yeah, but for like, some reason, self awareness uh, snuck up on us, and uh, right. we didn't. It, and that's not necessarily an efficient, th you know. Well, no, I think self, I think self awareness was like it was obviously an advantage for the for well, like our pictures. early ancestors who had it. Well, yeah, it's, well, and the, we're the ones uh, making computers. Like, unless we give them the self-awareness, it's not going to happen. And yeah, but we don't we have, have that a, capability yet. Well, nothing gave us. There's the, a lot of there's a lot of animals that have self-awareness that I never took part in making either. Humans have naturally selected uh, Homo sapiens. Uh, the entire genus of Homo sapiens has selected for bigger brains which was the, the only real survival trick that they had. And out of the bigger brains, we got intellectual, intellectual we got self-awareness, but we also got culture. And culture is the true saver. That's, that's what we did. It's like, and I don't think you can program a robot culture or an artificial intelligence sure culture. Sure you can. If you can give it self-awareness, you can program it culture. But it wouldn't make any starting sense. With the, the, starting with the laws of robotics, if it you're would, going that way. It would kind of have to do it itself. <laughs> No, it's like, like well, because our again, culture, you're, you're not our culture doesn't it. mean anything to anybody but humans. Once again, it's you're like, not getting well, the, the yeah. thing about computer programming is that they've got nothing that we don't give them. So yeah, far. at first, <laughs> like we at first, no, forever for, like it, it's just that way. Like that's how code right. works. Yeah. From his understanding of self-awareness, yeah. John is arguing that once it becomes self-aware, it will make the decision to create its own culture. That's what he's saying. It's That's what I'm saying. At the end of the day, when it can do its own coding, it writes its own stuff. It doesn't matter what we gave it. It makes exactly. a decision. That's Thank you, John. At that point, we're the least, we're the we're at the bottom of the totem pole. We're we're not efficient. We write well, it's like also that it'll be two totem poles now. There'll be two different, you know, it's literally like the you think. Well, we're all if, theorizing here on what, what it could be. I mean, this if, is if, if there's an intelligent day. AI, then it's going to, it's not going to be human. By you default. Know what, Jimmy, like, the way we're talking about it is it's going to be separate entities, yeah. but we're moving more and more into a merged symbiotic relationship. So it's likely not going to be like a completely. 
And that's what I thought about when you brought up the singularity, Jenna. It's like the singularity is supposed to include humans. No, as far as I understood, the singularity is just the robot becoming self-aware. And that's it's the beginning part. In the, in the end, because humans are also becoming more prosthetically oriented. Well, but more, if it's our singularity, then it'll be us involved. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll, it'll, be, back. it'll be kind of a weird hybrid. I, 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 not even that. It's, it's, we're supposed to, I mean, that's kind of the whole point of upload. Do you remember the upload, Bill? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's the singularity that we become the computers. The computers become us. Uh, no, but the computers no. are sophisticated oh. enough, you're saying, to duplicate an individual's mental processes, basically to yeah. create the mind of a human in a computer. Yes. I, Even I, though I, over time they would lose their humanity because they mm. would no longer be attached to the human condition. Right. No, like that's what I'm telling you. Like the when you say singularity, <laughs> Good the, God, defini Linda. <laughs> the definition of the singularity is a hypothetical point in time at which the uh, ultra intelligent machine will be defined as a machine that surpasses intellectual activities of any man. Yeah. It's a machine, no man, no biological right. connection. That's that is my understanding too. Yeah. Oh no, the, there's no biological connection, but we're supposed to become part of that when so, we leave our biological connections. Uh, what should, you should, uh, John, you should read Pandora's Star and Judas Unchained by Peter F. Hamilton. And I think that has one of the best and more realistic versions of artificial intelligence and what will ultimately happen with it. It's a kind of a side focus of the books. What, what can you, can you send that to me? Yeah. All right. Cause I will forget. <laughs> They're not I will they're big, chunky books. So, all right. Well, I think um, I think we're about out of time for this show. It was uh, a lot of good discussion, some wide-ranging discussion on everything from robot dogs to uh, artificial intelligence taking over everything. So, thanks everybody <laughs> for like super volcanoes or robot overloads. I yes. feel like I can even kill twenty twenty one. That'd be cool. The right. robot in 2021, the robots will start a dance fight with humanity and win. That's a good prediction. I mean, good prediction, Charles, for 2021. Olympics, so. Robot stomp oh, the yard's gonna happen. Yeah, no, no. I think John, John, John just put it put it out there for right at the beginning of this discussion, which is the singularity is going to happen, but John's not invited. <laughs> All right. I don't Chris. know that I I want to be. <laughs> Any predictions for 2021, Chris? Um, thank you, sections. Uh, I think this is the year of uh, a major cybersecurity breach. Worse than what the Russians Another one? have already done. Uh, yeah, it'll be worse. I don't think we know exactly what it'll be yet, but I think I think we're all very distracted right now. Right. Uh, and we're, oh God. I think well, and there was that there was that huge breach at SolarWinds, so there's a lot of uh, tools yep. out. Now and, that... and things like that um, what do you think that's gonna do i don't know what it's gonna do it really it really depends so like um you have to have some solar thoughts about breach, it we because... have a lot of government agencies that use solar winds tools yeah or, or uh, orion type tools and so i i have concerns over over that i know cox business here in omaha is a major user of uh solar winds infrastructure tools and things like that so um, I, I don't know. I, I think um, if anything, at a minimum, 
we'll see things like ISPs to be compromised for, for data. I, I don't think of attacks on infrastructure so much as the main weapon used today is, in, in especially in politics and governmental power, is people's data. Yeah. So I, I think we're going to continue to see that. And if anything, sniffing on, on our networks and things like that. So right. that's my prediction, the cyber, big cybersecurity attack. All right, John, what do you predict for 2021? Big story. Um, I don't know. I, 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 if I had to predict something, I think uh, COVID is going to mutate into something that's far worse. Okay. It's already starting to, it's, it's, yeah. it's already mutated into something that's far easier to transmit. But I think it's going to turn into something that has a much higher than a 2% death rate. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty good prediction. And Jenna, did you have a prediction? Uh, I think we're going to see, uh, based off uh, the increasing polarization, more uh, domestic terrorist attacks. And I wouldn't be kind of based off what I said before. It's if some of it stems from people using deep fakes to promote the conspiracy theories they have, whether it be a political, scientific, anti-science. Right. Like there's going to be some type of bend. And uh, I think we're going to see more domestic terrorism. I think that'll happen on the 5th, actually. So, <laughs> All right. Yeah. And Seth? I, I already made my prediction. Robots dance oh. fight with humanity and they win. Right. <laughs> what about you, Bill? Uh, gosh, I don't know. I think, uh, I think it's probably more along the lines of what Chris said. I'm kind of worried. That's the thing I'm worried about most now is with all of the uh, tools that have been uh, stolen uh, that are out there now to allow um, hackers and other governments to get in and steal data and compromise systems that we're going to see a lot more of that type of thing this year. So uh, that's what I'm watching out for. So Linda, you have any last predictions, bro? Um, I'm too depressed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you all for listening to another episode of Galactic Driftwood Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the discussion. If you have any comments or thoughts of your own on what uh, might happen in 2021, please put them in the comments section below. And uh, we will look forward to seeing you again in another two weeks where we'll have some more lively discussion. Thanks all for watching. See you next time. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well. <laughs>